Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episodes 1 through 38-3 A Retrospective Welcome back. For those who listened to this show on a week-by-week basis, it's been a moment, maybe even two. For anyone listening in the future, after all this has been said and done for weeks, months, maybe even years, well, then I guess it probably hasn't been a moment or two. Maybe you went straight from that last episode to this one. Either way, you're listening, and I appreciate that more than you can possibly imagine. In this episode, I just wanted to take some time to look back on this whole podcast audiobook experiment, as well as this whole book writing experiment. I also just want to give you a little insight into who I am, outside of a guy that likes 90s music, news radio, and Silent Hill. Oh, and for this episode... I've decided to let the characters of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale and the wonderful Wizard of Oz take the lead, so I guess, uh, take it away. When did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? Well, cowardly lion of the wonderful Wizard of Oz, um... I'd say I wanted to be a writer pretty much my entire life. When I was a kid, just a wee lad, I I wanted to, to make movies. I always wanted to make movies or write a book. And as I grew up and uh, became more jaded and cynical and got a little bit better of an idea of how the world works... I realized that making a movie is difficult. It requires a lot of coordination, a lot of people, usually more than one person. I've always wanted to write a book, though. I've always fancied myself a a bit of a storyteller. So, yeah, just for about as long as I can remember, I've wanted to write a book. I don't know as if there was any specific moment in my life, in which I, I can pinpoint that, that it really dawned on me that, hey, I want to write a book. It's just something that's always been in my head as a thing I would like to do. How long does it take you to uh, write a book? Well, Scarecrow, also from The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, The first draft of Dark Days was officially started on January 29th, 2015. And it was completed 
October 3rd, 2015. So that was, what, like, about nine months? The final draft, I believe, was late December of 2018. Of course, the final chapter for the Dark Days portion of this podcast dropped on October 19th, 2021. So, as far as the written word goes, about three years for this particular story. If you add the time it took to get this podcast put together and all that stuff, then closer to six years. But I wasn't working on the story constantly. I didn't go straight from book to podcast. That took a little bit of time and 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 a little bit of thought on on whether or not I really wanted to do it or or uh, could really do it. The sequel, Darker Days, was started July fourteenth, two thousand sixteen. And it came to its conclusion, I don't know, like, I want to say sometime late November of 2019. I remember handing out a couple copies of it to people for Christmas, and I, I would have had to have, I would have had to have had it printable by November 2019 in order to get everything set for Christmas presents. So from 16 to 19, uh, you know, about another three years or so. What is your work schedule like when you're writing? Well, Dorothy of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, that's a very insightful question. My work schedule when writing, it kind of varies. When I started writing Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, I was working in a factory. And uh, I would really, I, I was doing a lot of like really uh, repetitive things. And oftentimes on my own, just standing at a table on my own, putting things together and I got to the point where I could just kind of daydream while I was doing that. And so I would daydream for a few hours in the afternoon and just tell myself the story in the in my head. And then that night, I would sit down in front of my computer and just type away. Um, after After my time at that factory ended. I was unemployed for a while. My writing uh, my writing process and schedule kind of became really any time I felt like crap for being unemployed. I mean, I felt really, really bad when I was unemployed. I felt like I was just useless, and I felt like a failure, and I felt, I just felt horrible. And so I would spend a lot of time when not filling out applications and praying for an interview. 
I would just spend my spare time writing and writing and rewriting and redrafting and stuff like that. Eventually, I got to the job that I have now, which is a janitor at a elementary school, which affords me the strange lunch hour of, uh, well, lunch hours, I guess. it's I get two hours off in the morning during the school year between 9 and 11 o'clock in the morning. And so when I'm actively writing, I'll take a, a recorder and I will tell myself a significant part of the story and uh, I'll just talk to myself and tell myself uh, a part of the story on my way to work, which takes me about a half hour. And then I'll spend my lunch hours. I'll spend you know, about an hour and a half of that going from recorder to uh, kind of transcribing it into like Microsoft Word. And then on the way home from work, I'll record a little bit more. So every day... I have about an hour's worth of stuff recorded that can then be transcribed and and put into put into an actual story. And in the summer, it's a little bit harder because I don't have that two-hour lunch break. So in the summer, I just kind of write whenever I can, whenever I get a free moment. You know, sometimes in the evening, when you know, or. Or uh, maybe like a weekend afternoon when everyone, you know, when the kids are, you know, taking naps or riding bikes or something, I'll I'll have some time to myself. And then that's kind of how my my writing schedule works. It's as much as I wish I could have writing as a career where I could just wake up in the morning, sit in front of a computer and just write for hours and hours and hours. That's that's not a schedule I can have. How do books get published, anyway? Well, Mr. Tin Woodman from The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, For me, I write a book. I go to Amazon. I click through some forms and set up some some stuff. I I format the book in the proper dimensions. And then I kind of just click on the little self-publish thing. And that's how that works. (laughs) <laughs> I do not go through an irregular publisher because I do not have any money to speak of in order to get that done. I, I looked into it long time ago, and it getting a book published, as far as I could tell, all my research, and by research, of course, I mean some Google searches and some Bing ser- searches, um... It involved getting the book professionally edited, finding a literary agent, and having it submitted to various publishers. I did. I don't have the money to have a book edited, uh, professionally edited, and I don't know anyone willing to. Uh, while I have friends that could probably edit the book. I feel really bad asking them to do that because as someone who does photography from time to time, it drives me nuts when people ask me to just uh, do some free work for them. And if I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to ask somebody for free work. So since I have no money to edit, I can't really get it into the hands of a literary agent very well. 
And, you know, then there's the paying for that as well. And I I just don't, I just didn't have the means to go the more traditional route. And now that the podcast is out, honestly, the book is secondary. I I actively tell people, don't, re- don't go buy the book. If you want to give me a few bucks and you want to support me by buying the book, fine. But by all means, I will not be upset if all you do is listen to the podcast. I won't really even be upset if you don't listen to the podcast, to be honest. That's really more of a project for me. And all the dedicated listeners, the few that are out there at the moment, the few that are out there, I do truly appreciate. But this was really mostly a project started for me. I kind of got a little off track there. But that's kind of how books get published as far as I know. Edit, literary agent, submit to publishers, get rejected, maybe get accepted. There's other ways too. There's like uh, Ink Shares is is like a Kickstarter for books. You know, if you want to, if you are super confident, which I'm not, you, you can promote it and you can earn money and people will pay and eventually that'll lead to an editor and then they'll publish it and it'll end up on bookshelves. Me, I just, I wrote a book. I wanted to get it out there. I put it on Amazon. I sold it super cheap at first. I think it's still at 99% at the time, 99 cents at the time of this recording and as uh, for an ebook. And I think still as cheap as I could make it for a physical copy, which I don't remember what the price range is for that. But yeah, that's, that's how I went about this whole book publishing thing. Where do you get your information or ideas for writing books? Well, Tin Woodman from Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, my information, usually the few times that I need to do research, I just go to Google or Bing. My inspiration and my ideas, though, kind of come from all over the place. Um, obviously, my inspiration for Dark Days of Dorothy Gale came from the wonderful Wizard of Oz. If that book didn't exist, this book wouldn't exist. Um, other stories, other short stories that I might do, sometimes they just come from random conversations that I might hear out in public or conversations I might imagine having with someone or it can even be something as simple as just hearing a word and then deciding that is a cool word that sounds like a movie title what would that movie what would a movie with that title be about you know like uh maybe I'll see uh uh, a, a car with a vanity plate that says something stupid like rally balls. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But then I might think, oh, rally balls. That sounds like a really bad, raunchy comedy from the mid-90s. Maybe maybe late 80s. What would that be about? Maybe it'd be about some guys that, you know were really into rally sports and off-road racing and they decided they were going to 
use their cars to play some sort of dodgeball, and they would have to hit the ball with their cars. Or, Well, that's a really bad example, but that's kind of the process where, and I might hear something cool, you know, like something not rally balls. Uh, but sometimes it just comes from a word, and then I just think, what can I, what story can I tell around that particular word? And hopefully it's a good story. As far as a lot of the things that happen in dark days, I just kind of thought to myself, what's a gross, gruesome thing? What's scary? What's scary to me, you know? I'm claustrophobic, so maybe... Maybe Dorothy has to pass through something, you know, some tightly confined space, you know, or what's a what would be a good way to kill the scarecrow, you know? And then I'll think, well, what did I see in this horror movie? What did I see in this horror video game? What what was some what happens in this book? Maybe that maybe I can take some inspiration from and then I'll take all those things and I'll kind of smash them together and and make something hopefully relatively original. Uh, In the sequel, Darker Days of Dorothy Gale, a lot of my inspiration comes from the real world. There's a lot of personal stuff in Darker Days as opposed to less personal stuff. Uh, In Darker Days, there's a lot of At one point, Dorothy works in a factory. That's very heavily inspired by my time in a factory. The characters, a lot of them, are based somewhat on people that I actually know or knew. And usually people that I don't like or didn't like or never have liked or never will like. I drew a lot on my own personal history for Darker Days. Dark Days was really more of an impromptu thing. It was more, you know, when I wasn't doing something that was directly referencing The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, like the Reginald chapters, that was really more of an impromptu thing. It wasn't necessarily something planned. It wasn't even in the original first draft, if I remember correctly. So it was just something that came along later, and it was a story that I felt that I could tell, so I told it. What do you like to do, you know, when you're uh, not writing? That's a pretty good question, Mr. Scarecrow of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. I listen to about a million podcasts. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I I used to watch a lot of movies when I was younger. I don't watch as many movies as I used to. I used to get, like, super, super into movies. Anything. Art house, drama, comedy, documentaries, all kinds of movies. I would just I was a huge movie nerd when I was when I was younger. These days, uh, some video games I like to play. I still like to play some video games. I like the scary games, but I'm too much of a chicken to actually play through most of them. But I do enjoy playing video games as obviously referenced by the many Silent Hill references that I make throughout the uh, uh, production of, that I've made throughout the production of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. I also enjoy just going for walks. I love going for a nice long walk, Uh, whether it's on my own or just with my wonderful, beautiful wife or with my kids. I just 
I just like going for a nice walk on a nice warm day. It's one of my favorite things to do. What does your family think of your writing? Well, Joseph, a.k.a. The Wizard from Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, I honestly have no idea. I couldn't tell you what any of my family thinks about my writing. I don't know if anyone in my family has ever actually read anything I've written. I don't I know my wife has copies of Dark Days and Darker Days. I don't know if she's ever read them. I don't think she has. Horror isn't quite her jam, so you know. Uh I think maybe my brother might have read a little bit of Dark Days. Uh, he's He mentioned it like once, kind of, in very general passing. My mom stopped reading Dark Days about halfway through when I got to the intermission slash apology to my mom. I think she was kind of offended by it. I didn't mean it to be offensive to her, but... I think it kind of hurt her feelings, and and so that's where she stopped. Um, I've got a couple relatives that have told me that they listen to the podcast, but they've never really given me any actual feedback or said anything outside of, oh, hey, I listen to the podcast. So I honestly have no idea what anybody thinks about anything that I've written. What was one of the most surprising things you learned in creating your books. Well, Dorothy of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, the most surprising thing, um, that it is a process. It takes a lot longer than you might think. At least it did for me. Uh, honestly, it didn't even dawn on me when I very, when I first started, it didn't even dawn on me. Make multiple drafts. You know, I was young, younger, and uh, kind of naive and dumb. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to write this story. I'm going to write this book and it's going to be awesome. And my good friend Floyd, may he rest in peace, uh, he read some of the first pages of the first draft and he said, well, it's good for a first draft. And then he looked at me and he says, you're going to write more drafts, right? And it was really at that moment that I was like, yeah, yeah, I should probably write more drafts. And thankfully he said that because the that first draft was really bad. It was really, really, really bad. So the biggest surprise really was kind of just how much time and effort it really, really takes. And then uh, uh, the next big surprise was probably just how easy it is to self-publish, it kind of actually takes some of the... It doesn't take some of the prestige. It takes most of the prestige out of having a book, in my opinion, to have it self-published because it's literally like anyone can do it. It's kind of like a podcast. Anyone can do it. And by self-publishing, you know, it doesn't end up on... A lot of the times, at least in my case, it doesn't end up on 
bookshelves in libraries or airports or bookstores. It's just somewhere out there in the internet. That was a that was a pretty big surprise on how how easy it is to just put something out there like that. How many books have you written? And which one is your favorite? I have written two books, technically three. I don't count the third one as one that I've actually written. I did write it, but it's not like a super deep novel or story. I wrote Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. I wrote Darker Days of Dorothy Gale. And I have written a... uh, I have published self-published a a book. I believe it's called The Black Notebook, a collection of generic teen angsty poetry. If I remember correctly, that is the title of that book. That was mostly written when I was in high school. Never had the intention of publishing it or really putting it out there because when I wrote it, the internet was not what it is today. Self-publishing wasn't really what it is today. And I kind of just put that one out there as sort of a joke. So I don't really consider that as... Yes, while I did write it, I don't consider it to be in the same category as Dark Days or Darker Days. Darker Days is my favorite of the two. I put more thought and effort into it than I did for Dark Days. I think the story is much deeper. I think the characters are much more realized and much stronger. I really like it for as as depressing and grim as it is. I I really do like that book, and it's something that I am very, very, very proud of. I am proud of Dark Days, but I'm I just I'm more proud of Darker Days. Do you have any suggestions to help me become a better writer? And if so, what are they? I would say read a lot of books, or at the very least listen to a lot of books. Get an idea for how people describe things, the how characters are built. Take maybe maybe take a few online courses, watch some, you know, listen to some some uh, writing podcasts or as as weird as it is go to youtube there's there's like so there is a wealth of knowledge out there and a lot of it for free some of it paid for and sometimes that paid stuff is really really good so really that's that's the best i can i can offer it, it, the biggest thing though to me has been reading more books when I was a kid, I used to read a lot, and then I stopped reading for a long time. And when I got back into reading and and listening to audiobooks and stuff like that, it really made me think more about how I phrase things and how I think of my characters and how I think of story progression. Do you hear from your readers much? And what kind of things do they say? I hear very, 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 very little from my readers or listeners, I guess, in this case. There was a lady once that read the book, and she gave me a very nice handwritten letter. It was kind of a little bit of a review of the book. 
and that was the most feedback I ever got. And it was it was wonderful. And that was one person. I did get a nice review from Champerific on Apple or iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's actually called these days. And that was super awesome. And every once in a while she shouts me out on Twitter with 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 something nice to say too. But other than those two people, really not a whole lot of uh not a whole lot of fans, listeners, readers telling me stuff or giving me any kind of feedback. Do you like to create books for adults? Yes, mister. I do. I would love to write a children's book, but I just don't really have the mindset for it. I, for, for whatever reason, I just, I just can't figure out what makes a good children's book. I love reading to my kids, and I love all the books that, that they love. You know, all the Dr. Seusses and the Eric Carls and the Shel Silversteins. I love them all, but all of those people. They have a talent that I just cannot wrap my mind around. So, yes, I do love writing more adult-themed books. What do you think makes a good story? Well, Tin Woodman from Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, I would say strong characters and a well-realized world. So many stories that you hear uh, are maybe not so well-realized, and sometimes I think that Dark Days of Dorothy Gale could be a little more realized, and I think that's kind of remedied more in Darker Days, because I put a little extra thought, and I put just put more thought into it. Uh, dark Days, sometimes to me, Dark Days feels a little bit flat. The characters sometimes feel a little two-dimensional. And it's something that I that kind of bothers me about that first book. But like I said, I, I, I came back for Darker Days with the intention of making it deeper and more complex and making the characters a little more three-dimensional. I think the characters and a well-realized world are, are what make any story worth reading or listening to. And if it's the form of a movie, I think it's the acting. I can watch a movie with a phenomenal story, but if it has terrible acting, I'm out. I can't do it. And I and and, and just the opposite. I could watch a movie with a really terrible story, but if the acting is phenomenal and outstanding, I'm all in. Ah, as a child, what did you want to do when you grew up? When I was a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Loved Saturday morning cartoons, wanted to be a cartoonist. I'm not that great at drawing. That kind of went out the window. And then uh, when I was in school, I wanted to be in advertising. That was very forward-thinking, probably... Could have been fairly successful if I had a little more ambition and gumption. You know, then at one point I wanted to run off and join the circus. My friends always laughed at that, but I really kind of did want to run off and join the circus. 
at one point I had this idea where I would just run away and check myself into a, a institution, like a an asylum. I would write a, I would stay there for 10 years and then I would write a book called 10 Years in the Asylum. This was mostly after I discovered One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is like a terrible example of an of a mental institution and and never did I think I would really ever do that but that's the kind of those are the kind of things like like what can I do that requires me not that doesn't require me to go to college and then as I progressed through high school I wanted to do video production and then it went from video production to photography and then it went from photography to you know uh nothing I guess, and I ended up with working at a gas station, which I did actually genuinely love for a long time, and and then to a factory, which I absolutely hated, and and then and then to eventually to here, where I am now, it's a janitor. But as a kid, originally, first job I ever remember wanting, cartoonist. So there you have it. A crazy narcissist talking to himself in an empty parking lot with a variety of stupid voices. If I missed something, or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, constructive criticism. As the youngsters out there might say... You don't have to be down with the sickness. But you can at least be nice about it. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DarkDorothyG. It's DarkDaysOfDorothyGale at Outlook.com. The Ordinary Sun, that's S-U-N, on Instagram or TikTok. Also... If you're interested, there's a Facebook page that I never actually get around to updating, and the official Dark Days website, ddofdg.com. There's not much there at the moment, but that's going to change in the next few weeks. I've been working on some merch and whatnot. And you can even listen to every episode of the show right there in the website. No downloads, no logins, no extra accounts. Just a good old-fashioned set of listening ears. Also looks way better on mobile than on desktop browser. Again, that's ddofdg.com. Come back soon for a special announcement. And a full Dark Days of Dorothy Gale recap. Thanks for listening. I love you all.